because growing up in a very big culture, you know, like yeah. like they call Vienna as the capital of classical music, and of course there's a big reason for it. And growing up in the place where you know you can pass by the houses of Mozart or Haydn like daily, that's you know that's something special, and that's that's really inspiring and. And so I think if if something you know it it helped me in Vienna it was it was this culture and also uh, I received my first violin lesson section in Hungary. Today I'm talking to the Austrian-Hungarian violinist Sebastian Letsky. Hello, Sebastian. Good it's so great to meet you here on Zoom. It's nice to meet you too. Tell me, where are you based? Oh, well, right now I'm in Hungary for a visit, but tomorrow I will go back to Vienna, where I also live mm. here in Europe. And I, I also study in the USA, where I will go back next week. Oh, I see. Okay. So, uh, so you're all over the place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So do you like do you enjoy the traveling? Oh yes, I'm pretty much used to it. So this long uh planes and and also I enjoy it. I get okay. used we have to get used to it as musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now in Hungary, do you live in, in Budapest or where do you live? Uh right now I'm visiting in Dior. This is very oh, close okay. to Austrian border. Oh, okay. So, uh, do you come from a small town? No, I'm I'm coming from Vienna. Oh, you you were born in Vienna. Yeah, I'm. I oh, I see. Oh, okay. So, um, did you expect to to have this type of life? Did you think um, that being a musician would take you all over the world? Um, I mean, yes, and I'm. I, I didn't expect it so soon, but but yes, I'm very very glad that that I can I can travel and I can I can play in many places. Okay, so tell me, do you come from a musical family? Yes, I I do come from a musician family. Um, from my mother's side, all of all the all of the family plays an instrument. They are really? professional musicians. So yes, from my childhood, I I was growing up in music. I heard music at home, and so it was very natural for me to to listen to music. And that's why, of course, it was a very natural decision for me also to to become a musician. But. Uh specifically the violin what was it about the violin that intrigued you so my uh my uncle he was a violinist he used to play in the vienna folk opera and when i was little he he used to come a lot he unfortunately passed away since i'm then. so sorry and he used to come to our house a lot and bring his violin and he was also always like playing for me and and playing with my my grandpa and then for me it was just so fascinating like he's holding something and 
it sounds beautiful so so that's why i decided that i asked my parents to get me like a little violin or 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 something and that's when the journey started really and how old were you when you started playing so when i first received my first small violin i was three years old really that's that's so young but when i started to get some lessons and with some instructions i was about five years old i think okay. mm. and uh, the the rest of your family because your brother's also uh, a musician yes and you, ha you have a duo together yes he's a he's a cellist mm -hmm. uh he's two years older and yes we do have a duo uh since 2022 and yes he's a cellist because he he chose this instrument because of my grandpa because he's a cellist oh i see okay so, yes we, we saw these instruments in the family so so the family uh has is is a whole orchestra <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so when you get together you can you can start an orchestra oh that's amazing <laughs> yes. But um, but let's talk about your journey now. Um, when you, I mean, obviously you you said you grew up in Vienna, so here are many universities and places to study music. So uh, do you think that made it a little bit easier for you? Um, or more I, pressure, you would think. I think it will. It was a little bit easier. If it was easier, then because growing up in an very big culture you know like yeah like they call vienna as the capital of classical music and of course there's a big reason for it and growing up in the place where you know you can pass by the houses of mozart or haydn like daily that's you know that's something special and that's that's really inspiring and and so i think if it, if something you know it it helped me in Vienna, it was it was this culture and also uh, I received my first violin lessons actually in Hungary oh, because okay. because my grandparents live in Hungary right now I'm at their house also okay. and I received here my first violin lesson because I we we came here a lot often and he was a violin teacher in the city and. I just went there where I was about five years old and I started to, you know, like, okay, how do we play this instrument? Like I, I see it, I know the parts and, and everything, but how do we actually play this? And then after, uh, I was, I started to study in Vienna at the music Schule. And at the same time, I was later on, I was attending the high school in Hungary because um this was my my parents decision because hungary is a very great place to to study music theory and 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 solfege oh okay and they also, also wanted us my brother and me to to know the language hungarian very very well and to also grow up here in hungary and also in vienna like like oh, yeah 
I so, can I can totally understand that. Yeah, and and Hungarian is a very difficult language to learn. Yes, and speak. <laughs> yes. So the two uh, and and so you would say these having this or sort of growing up in your musical career or your musical journey in two different cultures would you say that enriched you a lot a lot i i think so because you know in also like the hungarian musical life is also very very rich and but but in in a way it's also like different like different traditions we have different composers different language which is also very important in music so i think it it was a very very good decision to like live and grow up in both countries and after later on when when i was at my final year in 12th grade in high school i was i started to study at the music university in graz in the prequel oh, okay. so i was kind of like going in a triangle like every week i was in in hungary in vienna and graz and it's like yeah but that's wonderful and you also then meet different musicians and um of course i wouldn't know but would it be that that everybody has different styles and also the different styles of teaching oh yes mm -hmm. yes and and that was also very great that I like from early on I I got to knew like, uh, like a lot of different people different culture and different musicians and also not just music but but also this cultural differences like language yeah. or um, you know like the buildings it's it's so different and this is also enriched a lot and I think also I've I've been thinking about this uh uh a lot also about that you say the buildings and and the different styles of and the the whole atmosphere of where you are how that inspires artists because you're you're sensitive so you pick up all these energies and things and and this is maybe why vienna is also so popular for musicians to come and want to be here and like you say you walk past these houses of the great masters and there must be some sort of uh energy or inspiration that you receive then from that yes yes that's that's for sure not to mention also the great concert halls in vienna yeah also and, like and, and and you're exposed to this watching other musicians as well oh yes definitely mm. but now america is a whole different ball game <laughs> That's right. Yes. So, so you had to. So you studying there as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what attracted you to go there, or why? Why did you decide to go to America? Because I I got to knew uh, got to know our a very great great teacher over there, and that was for me like an invitation that I have to go there. And I also you know I also wanted to expand my knowledge also you know not just musically but but as a human being like how is it what does it feel to live on a different continent different culture and different system so yes uh, i'm i'm studying there since this this is my second year there so okay now when you're there can you can you see 
very clearly the difference. Can you feel the difference in how the musicians there train or how they do concerts compared to Europe? Yes, yes. And what would you say would be the biggest difference? The biggest? I'm not sure about which is the biggest, but but there is like also like in the system of 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 training. I, I think in in the USA, especially in this year and the first year, we we had a lot of classes, you know, and and like mainly about, of course, music. But we also had one which is about just arts in in like as a whole, which which is very great. And and also like of course cultural differences between people, how they think about music, how they think about the industry. So. I don't know which is the biggest difference, but but there is but there a... are differences. So yeah. you mentioned now that you say you learn about different forms of art. How important do you now think it's uh, that say musicians uh, learn from different forms of art? Say, for example, dance or painting or or other forms of art. Then it's I, I think it's extremely important. I think it's 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 very important to know when when for example we play from a certain peri period of time music we ha we have to we have to know like what was happening there you know mm -hmm. like other artists like painters sculptures or architecture that this is very very important because then we have like a whole picture we can like place this music into a big context and I think it's very important. And I was I was always searching for for this mm. in, in every piece that I'm learning or every composer that I'm I'm learning or studying. Uh, I'm I'm always like placing in time and then researching other art forms and also some of course some politics and and so on. So what was happening in that time? I yeah. think. It's yeah, and the politics as well because that that was what went on in their minds then as well yes yes but it's interesting that you say that about the different art forms because i just recently spoke to a violinist who talked about painting that that she likes to paint and that she said the stroke of the brush somehow is also uh musical you know like it's it's the way you do it the way you hold the brush the way you stroke the brush um and now when you say this now it it all fits together for me now yes mm -hmm. now what uh so you and your brother are well, you you have this duo so um where do you perform then or do you do only uh, perform with him or do you do solo work as well i i do solo work i do other types of chamber music okay um but right now mainly with just with him as a duo so we have also like a very important, very important for us and I think for for others to mission, which is like expanding the string door repertoire. Because we know that violin and cello duo is we have some masterpieces like from Ravel, Kodai, like big masterpieces, but it's still, you know, it's it's not comparable to like string quartet repertoire or piano trio repertoire. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. 
we wanted to to make an impact on this. So that's why we we created a special project for contemporary duo music. And right now I can I can say that uh it's already this project already received more than 400 compositions from four continents. Wow. So we can see that also composers are very interested in this. So we are we are very very happy that that we are not alone with this that we want to expand this repertoire and we are trying to perform as much as as we can from from these pieces we we are lucky to to have many times the freedom of programming this contemporary musical music pieces mm-hmm. so so tell me about this project. So it's something that you started. That you uh, did you invite then composers to send you works, or or how does it work? Yes, this this was an open call. We I think we announced it in 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 March two thousand twenty two. Yes, and after I think one month or one and a half months. This project and and also our duo has been featured in the Strad magazine, mm-hmm. and and also in various platforms like the Violin Channel. And I think that's why people who who read these articles they they also sent works. They also commissioned us works, and and we have like a an online platform for it where composers can upload it and and there is you know not no no deadline and this is not not a competition so yeah yeah of course we have to evaluate all these pieces which is a lot of work with with this much this this amount of of pieces and then after we can program these pieces so uh is there a specific criteria that you have is it or do you just go with the sort of feeling that you get from a piece how do you evaluate if you're using it or not uh, uh do you mean when we evaluate it how, how yeah. do we... oh yes first of all we have to play through so mm. we have to play the whole piece if it's like you know 10 minutes or half an hour we have to play through and then there is no of course we we evaluating it from like a compositional side um but also we we know if we will have a concert where we play mostly i don't know we have a concert in albania so we also aim to to pro- program a piece okay. which, which fits that context maybe yeah. from from that country or 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 it's it's kind of the same you know it's mm-hmm. it's, it's very complex but but we manage it somehow it's it's a lot of work so you play so you play classical works and then contemporary work then uh, you mix it the two yes yes and do you do your own arrangements as well or do you stick to what you get uh sometimes not so much but but sometimes we 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 do have some own arrangements my brother he is also arranging uh some some pieces and me too when when i have some time yes there are some pieces which could fit for this formation mm-hmm. so we can do it on our own but 
we mainly focus on the standard repertoire and the new pieces, which is like specially written for. Mm -hmm. And we can, we, with this, we can also support contemporary music, which is very important for us because we realize that, you know, today, like this world is very, it's not so connected to contemporary music, to today's music than it was like, you know, before it was. Yeah. No, that's true. And these, there are so many composers uh, with great works and these works have to be played. Yes. Mm. And also, I think it's also so important to educate the audience through that, you know, because if you just hear the same things over and over again, you, you don't get used to opening up for new music. Yes, yes. Mm. But now tell me... Um, Sebastian, what what are the wishes for you for the future? Um, well, I we really we really want to continue our journey as a duo with my brother as as much as we can as as much time as we can and and I would like to just play a lot of chamber music with 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 friends and with with new colleagues and and to teach oh okay so, so you're I'm, interested in teaching yes i'm i'm actually teaching since mm -hmm. a few years privately and and i want to like continue this now as two brothers do you um do you have little arguments and fights and or do you <laughs> well of course yeah. <laughs> each other with the violin <laughs> of course i mean we rehearse of course we we are much more open you know because we are brothers yeah, no, i'm just yeah you know but, it's it's not like we don't have to be so polite as with <laughs> other people so but i think this also like uh, you know uh a little bit um it's speeding up the rehearsal because we don't have to like find some some words to you know like oh, yeah. I tell him this or or that or mm -hmm. so I, we can just plain say it. But of course, these are like mostly like musical arguments. Mm -hmm. Like how do we do it? Okay, now let's try this. Let's try this version. So, but but we enjoy this. I mean, this is a great process. Yeah, no, I can imagine, and you know, you can be brutal when it's your brother. <laughs> <laughs> but um just one thing also i want to ask is how do you juggle your life because it's the studying and it's with your the duo, and you say you're also playing in other ensembles as well um i mean i think uh i i developed like a very strict system of time managing so i'm always planning every day of my life and okay. that helps me a lot and i'm very you know i stick to it because otherwise i know it will be a chaos so yeah. it's it's manageable sometimes it's hard especially when i don't know i have a a meeting with an organizer in europe but i'm in the us so i have to like oh, yeah. time or or we have a call in japan and i'm in the us and my brother in in europe so we have to like manage all the time which fits for everybody so that's not so easy but but of course it, everything is manageable so mm, yeah if you want to do it you can do it yes. yeah. 
But Sebastian, this was so great talking to you. Thank you very much. It was great. It's always so uh, fascinating for me. And if you've opened up my eyes again to many things. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. I hope to meet you one day in Vienna when you're back. And yes. And, and uh, see a concert with you and your brother. Yes. Just tell me, what's the duo called? It's uh, Kodai String Duo. Okay. I'll put the link in the description of the video as well. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sebastian. Have a lovely afternoon. Thank you. You too. And send my regards to your grandparents. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.